Welcome to The Influential Parent. We are your hosts, Amanda Blake and Nikki Porter. This podcast provides both a parent and educator perspective and the facts in order to help parents become informed about all things tech, whether it is social media, our apps, or websites that our children have access to. This podcast will hopefully help you navigate the ever-changing technology journey with your children. Today's spotlight on topic is, drum roll please, Snapchat. And I'll be honest, Nikki, I literally Googled, is Snapchat still popular in 2022? And (laughs) is Snapchat still popular? I was surprised to find out that yes, Snapchat is the third most downloaded social networking app in the U.S. currently. And in 2021, the Snapchat app was downloaded 56 million times. And so far in 2022, the daily usage is, ready, 332 million daily active users. Wow. (laughs) That's (laughs) daily. That's a lot. That's crazy. So I guess um, that answered your question. Yes, Snapchat is still a thing. It is a thing. Snapchat is basically a messaging app. While researching Snapchat, I found two unique things about it, which differentiates it from other messaging apps. Number one, when Snapchat first came out, the allure was that if you sent someone a message, as soon as they viewed it, the message would disappear. And two is the crazy fun filters that the program uh, has yes, available. They, they <laughs> so, do have. I found that Common Sense Media really summed it up well when they described Snapchat in this way. Snapchat gives kids and teens what they really want, a simple way to share everyday moments while simultaneously making themselves look awesome. (laughs) Or foolish. I mean, some of these, I gotta tell you, some of these filters really are crazy and how they change the shape of your head and everything. I mean, it's just, yes, it makes them look awesome, but also really like, have you done, okay, there's a face swap one. Yes. So like, I imagine if you were to do that with your kids, like that would be so weird because they already kind of look like you. I don't know. Right, You'll have to right. tell me if you do that. Well, you know what? And I've done it like with my uncle. And oh. so we swapped, even though my uncle and I have similar features, but I get like the beard and the short hair. <laughs> I mean, it's, but it is <laughs> funny. I will tell you. I want to go back to your first point about messages, I'm going to air quote, disappearing mm-hmm. after they've been viewed. Because I think by now our listeners know better than to believe that statement. I think you're right. Now, Nikki, we talk a lot on our podcast about the things that kids do today with their devices and how we can draw some comparisons to back in our day when we didn't have devices. But our parents ran into the same sort of challenges. Right. I think that kids might go into today on social media that really aren't that different from what we got into when we were growing up. Mm -hmm. You know, back in different episodes, we talked about the fact that kids' experiences today are the same. It's just that the tool is different. 
And so maybe the Snapchat experience is not so different from some of the experiences we got into as teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if Snapchat's allure is that things disappear after a friend has seen it, I bet we can both think back to when we were younger and having conversations or doing things that we didn't think would ever really follow us out of that moment. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> so Nikki, you were telling me last week and it made me think, oh, this is a 1990s version of Snapchat. Yeah. As we started talking about Snapchat, it reminded me of things that we said growing up that our parents didn't see us actually doing, mm-hmm. but they somehow, they found out. When I was 18, now I'm an adult now, okay. but I'm still living in my parents' house. Mm-hmm. It was just the summer before going to college. I had been out with my friends downtown. Okay, mm-hmm. we, It's a very small town. We would run this strip. You mm-hmm. know, I think a lot of our little towns have these areas where all the teenagers drive and they meet up and everything. And yeah. so... Well, a friend of mine happened to be down there on his bike, a cross rocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, he asked, he's like, hey, you want to go for a ride? And I thought, well, all right, yeah, I'll go for a quick ride down the strip. And I thought, well, no harm, no foul. Well, the next day, my dad asked me about this ride. And at first <laughs> I thought, whoa, how did he find out about this? Because it was later at night. My parents were already sleeping, but he knew about this yeah. ride and I remembered huh yeah it's that small town just about everybody knows each other everybody knows who my parents are and so mm-hmm. he really wasn't happy about my choice you know he, the and the reason being that he had seen him riding really fast down these other areas and that and so he was just really concerned about my safety and so I thought about it I was just like you know we think that we're doing things in secrecy mm-hmm. or in privacy and mm-hmm. we really weren't even when we were because parents found out right but I think the big difference nowadays when it is up on snapchat it's viral and mm-hmm. people do capture these events and share it with anyone for us growing up, an activity would be shared word of mouth, mm-hmm. and maybe there was a chance that our stories would go, you know, <laughs> travel, and, and then you get those rumors and not really the truth in that. But I'm just saying, you know, that it, it's kind of the similar situations of really what we do, our choices are not really private and or in secret. Right. The thing that parents need to know is that Snapchat is not seen as a very safe or secure app for kids, especially for teens 18 and under. So when you say not safe, tell me more what you mean about that. Okay, and I want to remind our listeners, you know, we're trying to not have our opinions in this. So that phrase, not very safe or secure, that does come from Common Sense Media, and they have a rating system, and that's where they place it. So the first feature that I want to mention about it not being really safe or secure is the Snap Map feature. So this is actually a positive and a negative. So let me explain a little more. One reason parents need to be aware of the Snap Map feature is that when people are sending and receiving Snapchat messages, the other user can see the location of where that person is as they're sending the message if they have this feature turned on. And of course, this can be hugely concerning when we think about kids Snapchatting with people 
they may not actually know. Yeah, and that's scary for mm -hmm. a parent. I mean, I see it, there's two sides of that. As a parent, I can actually go into Snapchat and see where my son is. Right. And there's other apps out there, Live360, that does that same exact thing that's more secure. But I will tell you, when I was looking, and because <laughs> I've had Snapchat for a couple of years, and mm -hmm. because I don't use it often, yeah. uh, I didn't really realize the Snap map feature and so my son showed it oh. and you can really narrow down who can see mm -hmm. the snaps and you had mentioned something that you're snapchatting with somebody you may not necessarily know mm -hmm. if you have it set up with your friends they would be able to see that and so there is that fine line of it's for my safety or my children's safety i could see where they were Mm -hmm. or how far they were, you know, like if they were supposed to be home at a certain time, okay, they're 10 minutes away, mm -hmm. they're going to be home on time, or I know where they are, I can see where they are. And to be clear, you know, as a parent, if you were to set this up with your child, you can change the settings. Absolutely. And you, but you do have to dig a little bit, and that's one concern that parents have or that Common Sense Media would say they have is you really have to dig in in order to turn it on for certain people mm. and off for certain people. Yeah. So it can yeah. be helpful, but definitely something you need to be aware of. Another thing that I was reading about, which connected to an article that I referred to in our Fortnite episode from psychologytoday.com, which is that some of these apps are made to be highly addicting. You know, that's how the app makes its money is yeah. by keeping people in the yeah. app. So Snapchat actually has a built-in feature or game called Snap Streak, and this is exactly what it sounds like. It's a counter where the app makes it a game or competition to see how long users can exchange messages with each other, with the goal being, of course, to get the longest Snap Streak possible. <laughs> <laughs> That kind of sounds like an incredible time suck. Right. Um, but I can see where that addiction part can become an issue. And just like we saw when we were looking into TikTok back in season one, episode seven, time can just go by fast. And you don't realize that 40 minutes or an hour or even longer has gone by without noticing it. And I definitely knew that if you go back and listen. Yes. <laughs> Some awakening <laughs> moments in TikTok. But you know, and especially if it's a competition of sorts, you know, it's really important for parents to be aware of this feature as kids are using the app. There are two other features that I want to point out real quick, and that is the discover feature and the quick add feature. Both of these don't really have any restrictions. Like, with Discover, it's sort of like that for you page or your feed page mm -hmm. where things can pop up for users and they are not always age appropriate. Snapchat does not filter. You know, there's no filtering by age or anything okay. like that. And then there's this quick add feature, which is a quick way to connect with a wider circle of strangers or, you know, people who are not on your friends or contacts list, but you know, maybe are talking about a similar thing or kind of in the same area as you. Okay. So definitely things to be aware of. Yeah, I can see that this is something parents, you definitely need to be aware of. And that's where that tech agreement comes in to play again while talking with the kids and how they're going to be using Snapchat and really having those 
not just how they're going to use it, but digging into why they don't do parts of it, their Ex safety. I mean, I think that it's okay to have those conversations mm -hmm. so then the kids understand why this part is not safe or what could happen. And if something does pop up, you know, you had talked about in that streak that those are always not age appropriate. So what happens if something comes up? Exactly. And, you know, you mentioned that and I was thinking about that and you did an interview with the kid and I think it was your own child who she got herself into a situation like on her Xbox where some, that know, was my son or your son. A, okay. Yes. And so he kind of came to you with that confession. Yes. Yes, he sure did. It was my son. And I like to think that because he knows I try to make things a teachable moment instead of immediately moving to a punishment. Mm -hmm. He knew that he could come to me, tell that he had gotten into a conversation with a stranger and kind of started asking these questions that he ended up feeling uncomfortable. And so he decided, we had talked about what do you do? And he just turned the game off. He left it. Exactly. And so if a kid does make a mistake, you know, connecting with someone that they shouldn't be or that they realize they shouldn't have or turning their um, snap map on, you know, is there a safe space to come to the parent and say that they've made a mistake and then really turn that into a learning moment and work together to, to correct it? Yep. And that's what I was saying before when, you know, even having those hard conversations about what happens if those are critical conversations. Right. And I think that all goes back to something we talk about since our very first episode, which is keep the conversation open. If your kids know that you're learning along with them and that you're open to learning with them and you know we all make mistakes, I can go back to that idea of riding a bike. You know, if you, you cross the street and you weren't supposed to, you don't say, well, I'm taking your bike away forever. Right. Sorry. Yep. So can you take that and turn it into a moment where your kid can learn from it and continue to be uh, or grow into an even more responsible digital citizen? Thanks for joining us today. We invite you to join us in the conversation using the hashtag the Influential Parent on Twitter, and tell us how the conversations are going. Tag me, Amanda, using at Story of a Blake. And tag Nikki, at Nicole M. Order. And that's Nicole with an H, N-I-C-H-O-L-E.